You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 246. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 246. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, love. Hey. Ew. How you doing? Why are you being creepy, boys? <laughs> Why are you being creepy, boys? Hey, over there. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hello, <laughs> audience. Apologies for Mr. Smith's creep factor level five today. Hi, audience. Yeah. After hours. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. I love it. It's stuck. Thank you for joining us for another pod episode in the month of March 2018, where we are covering off all things relationships and dealing with intimate partnerships, romantic partnerships. And a lot of the sticky areas that kind of come up when you are partnered. So if you haven't caught any of the other episodes this month, just a heads up that there's some freebies there. There's some great worksheets and things like that. And it's all targeted around relationships. So a slight caveat, a lot of the times we'll be using references or ideas, examples that relate to partners, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever it happens to be. And a lot of times the concepts, the tools, the approaches, the ways that you might engage in conversation or approach another person could be applicable in any area. Oh, yeah. What you say? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So it could be things that you need to handle with mom or dad or siblings or friends or colleagues. Relationships in, in general. Exactly. Yeah. So just know, even though things are kind of presented in a way like it's a romantic partnership, there's a there's a very strong chance that you will have some big takeaways. Same is true for this week. So we're going to be talking about ways to increase intimacy in your relationship. And even though that word has a really sexual connotation, we're actually going to be talking more about fostering closeness and what that looks like. So there are ways to do that in friendships or other relationships, sibling relationships, parent relationships. So our examples might be different and there might be some stuff that's not applicable, but start thinking whether you're partnered or not partnered, where you can increase intimacy in your relationships. Relationship doesn't have to apply to just intimate. It, it can be like a business relationship. That's right? right. There's people that actually have the title of business relationship manager. So you could apply it to just about anything. That's right. Yeah. But before we get way too crazy fucking serious. <laughs> let's have a little fun. Yeah, let's have a little fun. With a segment we like to call. Would you rather. And today's would you rather is. Would you rather lose all your money and valuables? Oh. All your money. All your valuables. Except for your pictures. Okay. Or lose all the pictures you've ever taken ever had in online either digital or in print and and you get to keep your riches <laughs> you're well yeah. 
<laughs> your money and, va- and other valuables, yes. Okay. Okay. So, say it again. Recap. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not auditory. Uh, uh, that's all right. So, you either lose all of your money, all of your finances, and all your other valuables. Okay. House goods, you know. House goods. <laughs> <laughs> Toiletries. We're talking about, like, cars, everything. I'm talking about. But you about... get to keep your pictures. Okay. Okay. Or you just get to keep your pictures. It's like the opposite. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Oh, it's basically like how much do those matter to you? That's right. No, God, I I honestly think I would keep my riches. Keep your valuables. I would keep my riches. (laughs) Love that you keep calling it your riches. I think it's important that we don't (laughs) shy away from this. Is a whole money manifestation thing, like to shy away from the word rich. Women, we know. That not to take away from your segment, but women tend to have a really hard time with the word rich because we associate it with negative connotations. And I'm saying, take it fucking back. I see. Bring okay. back the R word. So I would keep my riches and my toiletries and <laughs> your toiletries. my car and my home goods. I would, you know, I really would. And I would just allow the memories to be preserved in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one angle. I think that's the angle I would take too. Yeah, I would much rather like kind of think more about the future than be stuck in the past. But it's not. You know, those pictures are nice. They're of times, and yeah, you pull them out and you go, "Oh wow, that brings back that memory." Right. So it's it's kind of hard to because a lot of times those memories we we don't think about them until they come up, and a lot of times pictures bring them back for us. So okay, so my question would be: When Facebook does, here's what you did five years ago. Would it just be blank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd just be of your riches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. I thought about this right because I am super sentimental, but I can't remember the last time I even looked through a photo album or even digital pictures. Like we've, my phone right now has like 5,000 pictures on it. And for, for like years, I've just transferred them to the next phone. So I think I like the idea of having them more than I actually use them and reminisce and all of that. That's true. That's true. But even like pictures of our wedding, pictures of events that we've been to, or. I take pictures of you in my mind over and over again all day long. Especially when you get undressed for for bed at night, it's creep hear, level. It's creep level five. You hear the sap dripping. <laughs> so, like, I am a creepy creeper. You so. are a little creepy, but um, <laughs> I like it actually. I like that creepy look in your eye. Oh my gosh! Speaking of intimacy, so yeah, there's that. All right. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. So we both would keep our riches. <laughs> yeah, we're very very sentimental people. It's just apparently. cracking me up to even use that word. It's so good. <laughs> Let's take it back, everybody. We would love to know what you would prefer and your reasoning why. And we talk about this every single Monday over in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. Yes, we do. That's on Facebook. And it's really cool to hear people's rationale. Sometimes we have would you rathers that are a little more serious. Sometimes they're really comical. And that's really fun. But no matter what, Mr. Smith will have your ass if you don't pick one. That's right. Like you don't get to say, oh, this is hard. I don't know. I pick both. Nope. nope. Wrong answer. Big yeah. red X. Totally free group. We 
have special trainings that happen every single Thursday and just lots of camaraderie. We do a Wednesday warm fuzzy where you get to celebrate what's going on in your life. And it's just a really incredibly great support group. And I am militant about no selling. So we keep it very focused on the topics at hand and personal growth and stuff like that. So we'd love to have you. All you have to do is go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over to the Facebook group. And then you can let us know what you would rather for this particular week. Perfect. Sound good? Wait, but I hear something coming around the corner. Is it, a, is it around the corner? No, it's or? around the mountain, The mountain? What Yeah, mountain? the corner it- of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. Which mountain is it? For us, it's the Rockies. Okay, it's here. It's here. Oh, the, it's here. The, okay. it's the free that- shit alert is here. Just don't, don't kill it. Don't beat a dead horse. <laughs> like we have yeah, been doing since been, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Do. Free shit alert, you guys. So I have obviously been talking about this exciting new course that I'm going to be teaching that's all about communication inside of relationships. Yes. It's going to be called Relationship Rx, and it is fucking amazing. I've been studying like crazy. I've got tons of tools and tips to share with you. In fact, I was just talking to a student of mine the other day, and she was telling me, the communication between her and her husband, like how it usually goes down and what each of them tend to do. He tends to get a little more explosive. She tends to retreat a little bit, or now she kind of laughs him, laughs at him. And it was so interesting after all of this stuff that I've been putting together, I told her, I'm like, I know exactly what's happening and I know exactly what you can do to fix it. And it's not hard. It's really not hard. So anyway, I wanted to give you guys a little freebie to help you understand a little bit better about what your communication level is. Because most of the time in our heads, we just think, well, if my husband wasn't such a douchebag or if my wife could figure out how to communicate, then we would be fine. Like, I'm not wrong. I've got my shit together. I'm listening to personal development podcasts. It's them that have the problem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So this might give you a little more insight into some of the things that you can do in order to shift the communication in your relationship. So here's how it goes. You go to thejoyjunkie.com slash quiz. You'll answer a handful of questions about how you typically engage inside of your communication with your partner. And then at the end, it'll give you a synopsis of here are your strengths and here are your opportunities. Try this tip or trick today. So it'll give you something applicable that you can implement inside your relationship that's completely tailored to where you are currently. Cool. Right? That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I was nerding out about how to make it super uh, technical and accurate. And I can't wait to give this to you. So when you go through it, you'll see an opportunity at the very end to get on that VIP list. If you're already on it, great. But I've created a VIP list specifically for those people who who know they want in on this relationship course. And you'll see that as an opportunity at the very end as well, because the reason why this is important and timely, if you are listening to the pod, the day it comes out, Monday, the VIP, well, I know, but the 26th of March, essentially. Right. Right. If you listen to it today, this coming weekend, there may or may not be a very private secret sale. It's only for four days and it's all sorts of special bonuses and discounts, but it's only for the people who get on that VIP list. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm saying. Go take the quiz, thejoyjunkie.com slash quiz. 
If you feel the pull to get on that VIP list to get all the steals and deals, you'll have an opportunity right at the end. If you already know you want to get in on that VIP list, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash relationship and you will be the first to get all this, the sexy steals and deals. But either way, take the quiz and find out where you're at. Perfect. I like it. Right? It's a nice little setup. I think it's, it's pretty nice cool. Setup you got going it's there. a fun, different free shit alert, That's I right. think. Right? Totally. totally. And, it's, and it's more custom fit, which I think. I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah. I think the audience will appreciate it as well. One more final announcement before we get in. I need to send out a huge warm fuzzy. Yay! To all of the amazing people who have shared with me in the After Hours community that they've started to implement some of the relationship tools that they've been learning from the pod. Mm. I've said all, like, for... Pod after pod after pod that you have to implement. You cannot just consume it and do yes, nothing. That's right. And in the After Hours Club, people have said like, oh my gosh, I tried this with my spouse or I tried this with my sister and it totally changed. So you get a warm fuzzy and you get a warm fuzzy and you get a warm fuzzy. Yay! Ooh, there's all kinds of warm fuzzies being thrown around. That's right. That's right. It's like a pillow fight in here. It really kind of is. It really kind of is. All right. So let's talk about four ways to increase intimacy in your relationship. Let's do it. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about the definition of intimacy. I think a lot of us use that term, and justly so, synonymously with sexual interaction. Yeah. And that is definitely a piece of the definition. Like the literal definition includes sexual intimacy or sexual togetherness, right? However, there are a slew of other definitions of this particular word. And I want to read a few of them for you right now. One of them is a close, familiar, and usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person or group. A close association with or detailed knowledge or a deep understanding of a place, subject, even a period in history, an hmm. act of expression serving as a token of familiarity, affection, or the like. And if you don't relate to any of those, you got bigger issues. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> an amorously familiar act. Number six. Six. Wow, that's a lot. Was sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Number seven, the quality of being comfortable, warm, or familiar. So I just want to start off by expanding our idea of what intimacy really involves. Okay. Because a lot of times I think we have trouble in like the sexual arena or the physicality of the relationship, and we equate that to intimacy instead of all of the other times in our relationship that we can have closeness, togetherness, connection. The everyday stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that is really what this is going to be about today. So the first way to increase intimacy in your relationship is to create a daily ritual that fosters closeness. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I think that in order for us to stick to certain rituals, it's easier if we tie them to something that's already a habit. So if you can have something like, let's talk about the thing that we are most excited about our day for when you're having your morning coffee. Even mm. just the ritual of having morning coffee together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or something that's tied to brushing your teeth. So for example, I had a student and a good friend of mine who she would write stuff on the mirror every morning when, you know, usually like with lipstick or dry erase markers or whatever, that was a little connection piece that she did for her and her fiance every single day. And it was, you know, positive affirmations, things she loved about him or whatever. And it was a really beautiful ritual that they could do over and over again that fostered closeness and togetherness. Now, that might be really Mm -hmm. demonstrative or a lot more in your face than what you might do. So anytime you have that inclination where you're driving in your car, listening to this pod, and you're like, fuck that. I would not do that. (laughs) I want you to go, okay, what would I do? What could I do? And it can be as simple as every time you guys see each other at the end of the day or at the time that you go to bed or whatever it is. One of the things we've been doing lately is prior to watching TV at the end of the night, we do like a little debrief of our day. Yes. So it could be something as simple as that, right? Mm-hmm. It can be a question like, hey, babe, I would love, what would you think about this if every day before we left the house, we said one thing we're grateful for? All that, that's very simple. It's very safe, especially if you're not in a really connected place with your partner. And it's just positive. And if they're not into it, then you might say, hey, would you be comfortable with me telling you what I'm thankful for every single day? And what this is, is you embodying a little bit of vulnerability. You showing up in the relationship in a way in which you are proud of you. One of the things that I see over and over and over again is this idea of tit for tat. Like, Mm -hmm. well, why should I do this stuff he never does? Or why should I be open she never is? Or why would I – I know exactly what he's going to do. I know exactly what she's going to say. And so you just shut down any opportunity to work on this. And I just want to say, how that? how is that going? Yeah, right. How's that been working out? How's that working for you? So keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get more of the same. If you are going to ever end this relationship, if that's something that has crossed your mind, you're not sure about the trajectory of where you are headed, at the very least, make sure that you can keep your side of the road clean and go, you know what? I have done everything in my power. I even tried these, you know, four steps to creating intimacy that I heard on a podcast. I tried my myself. I put myself out there. That's the deal with intimacy is it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're in a relationship where you are not getting met with vulnerability, it's scary. Yeah. But I have to remind you that whatever you're doing currently isn't working. So it's at least worth this risk. So shots. Yeah. Take a calculated risk. Go small. Don't just Throw rose petals all over the bed if you know your partner's <laughs> going to ridicule you about it. Start with something really basic. Like, hey, honey, what would you think about us debriefing our day in this way? Or think of something that might be able to create a little bit more connection on a daily basis. Hmm. Repetition. Habitual. Yes. I love it. Again, saying goodbye, bedtime, breakfast, writing on mirrors. We had a thing where we did for a really long time. Remember when we used to hide that egg? Yes, the Easter egg, the little plastic ones that hinge. Yeah. That you hide candy and coins and things like that in. Well, we didn't hide that, but we did hide some really cool, lovely messages for each other. That's right. 
Now Sorry, we got to start that back up. That we do. Yeah. Where is that egg? I have no idea. During the move, I'm sure it got lost. I'm so. I know where you can get plenty of them. Oh, okay. You do. <laughs> yeah, the internet. Oh. <laughs> oh. We can find something to put notes in. Oh, totally. Yeah. I I was just like, do you have like a secret? place where you shop for eggs like that just sounded really sinister <laughs> no but it is also coming up soon that's true yeah. that's true you're right dollar store okay yes we we digress. We, we really really digress <laughs> but you could do something that's playful like that i've often told people to grab a deck of cards and pull out like the king of hearts or the queen of hearts and you can hide that for each other and it doesn't even have to be spoken it could just be when they find it, it's like, oh, she loves me or he loves me. And it's just a token. It's an example. It's a piece of shared meaning where you know what it means. And you're like, oh, so take whatever baby step you need to take in order to start opening up this door a little bit. So that's the first way. So okay. I want you, want you to really think about what could I start instituting on a day in and day out basis That really is about shared meaning between the two of us that we can do as a daily ritual. The second thing is to continue to get to know each other. Now, this is one of those things that we get to a specific place in our relationship and we kind of think we're done and we have sized up our partner. Oh, I know how he'll respond. Oh, I know exactly what she would do. I know exactly, you know, and we stop getting curious. Mm -hmm. I, I even asked you about something the other day. I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, hey, so what do you think when this happens? Do you, what do you think? Yeah. And you told me something. And I was like, no way. I had no idea. Mm. I don't know what that was. But we've even done like little quizzes where I'll formulate questions and then we'll talk about them. You know, Ex- political views or, you know, um, death or, you know, all different kinds of topics. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, did you look at my notes, Mr. Smith? No. Because. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beast at segueing. <laughs> Well, a couple of examples for you. And I wrote this big note here of curiosity. It's actually just standing in wonder. Like, I wonder what he's thinking right now. I wonder what that meant for her. I wonder how her day was. I wonder how he sees this. Or I wonder what came up for him as we're watching that show or whatever. It's all just about curiosity and asking questions. If that's challenging for you, Use something like a quiz or a – there was a great thing that Mr. Smith did many, many years ago. It's probably over 10 years ago now, but created like a list of 100 things I don't know about you. But you can find those on the internet and things like that along with Easter eggs. Along with Easter eggs. (laughs) Hinged (laughs) eggs. But you can research something like that. And what we did is we had this list of 100 things, right? And I printed them out and we kept them. I kept them in my purse. And then every time we went out to dinner for date night, we pulled them out. And then it was questions that we didn't normally have in conversation. So it was stuff like, how do you feel about stem cell research? Why don't you enjoy eating leftovers? I mean, it was all sorts of stuff all across the board about our ethics, about our values, sometimes just affinities and preferences. But it's a way to continue to foster intimacy, right? Yep. Another one of the things that we do is we do a little exercise we like to call drive and dream. Yes, which we need to do. Which we need to do now that we're in a new locale. Yep. But we hop in the car. It's usually for date night. And we drive around to homes that we really want to purchase eventually. And we just dream about 
our riches. <laughs> if we were to be having extra riches than we have right our house now. Riches. Yes. <laughs> Next level riches. Next level riches. And so we look at these opulent, decadent homes and we look at like, well, would we host parties on that patio or would we mm-hmm. want a workout room or what's important to you to have? Well, I definitely want an office. Well, oh, okay. Well, do you want a shared office or do you? And it's just this another way to get to know each other. I know there's a lot of you out there who use would you rathers in that way. Yeah. Just a question to ask each other to get to know each other a little bit more hmm. about what we would choose in sticky situations. There's a handful of books out there that are great, like the book of questions. So there's really no excuse if you can't come up with something that you're curious about or interested in, go get yourself a little script or a book or something like that to help you get a little bit more curious, especially if you guys have been operating in a place where you only talk about the kids, you only complain about work, you have gotten in a little bit of a rut. All it takes Mm -hmm. is just one question of interest. And on the receiving end, yes. When your partner actually asks you what you enjoy, what you care about, how you feel about something and is genuinely interested, that's like, whoa, oh, cool, right? So it's one of those small little things that you can do, regardless of them, regardless of the relationship status, just to foster a little bit more vulnerability. Do we know they're going to... you know, meet you with vulnerability? Of course not. But what we do know is by you continuing to operate in a rut, not opening any doors is also highly unlikely. One of the things I'd also like to say about that is I can just see the guys out there rolling their eyes like, oh man, we're going to have this, have this crazy in-depth conversation, right? Right. But I think some of the ways that you're, some of the things that you're pointing out are great for, to bring up and say, how would you feel about doing a like a, a quiz, you right. know, like kind of like bring it up instead of just bringing uh, it to the I table. Do this. Yeah. Instead of making it something that you're oh, was dragging me through something else or he's dragging me through something else. Right. Bring it up to him and say, you know, I don't really know how you feel about this kind of things. I, I found this quiz. Would you be interested in doing it? And kind of bring it up to them first before you just throw it at them. Right. Yeah. That's great. That is absolutely great. And you know what? I would argue that we do our men a disservice, right? Like I do think that there are men who might be rolling their eyes, but I also think there's women too. And I think that the more we put people in any kind of pigeonhole, even our partners that we think, I know how they're going to respond. We're not opening any door. And a lot of it, like you just brilliantly illustrated – is how you approach it. So instead of saying something like, babe, I want to start doing this thing every day. Instead saying, hey, I, I heard of this really cool idea on the radio the other day or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'd really love to know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You just did number two. That's right. You just did number two by getting to know them, getting to understand what their perspective is. And it's also a major message of the way I'm delivering this says to you, I give a shit about your opinion. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. In acting, we call this the subtext. (laughs) So if you are saying something 
there's the content of the words you're saying, and then there's what you really fucking mean underneath mm-hmm. it, right? That's the subtext. Yeah. But we are oftentimes responding to each other based off of the content instead of what's really happening underneath. So you can send that subtextual message of, I know all the drama people out there are like, oh, yeah, like all excited. <laughs> I get it. Oh, I understand that metaphor. But if you can send that subconscious message of like, I value your opinion. Right. And I also think there are times when we start off like this and then the partner says no, and then we fly off the handle. So you start getting into this pattern of it's a fucking trap. Mm, yep. I better say what I what she wants me to say. Exactly. Or I better do what he wants me to do because otherwise there's going to be hell to pay. So it might be you offering and getting declined multiple times. Yeah. And then it might be, hey, babe, you know, I know you. I've been asking asking you to, like, do some fun little things around the house or starting some daily rituals or maybe getting to know each other a little better. And it seems like it's just not for you or you're really resistant to that. And I'm just curious if there's something that I'm doing or saying that's really rubbing you the wrong way or if you have ideas. Yeah, or there's an alternative. Yeah. What this is really about, babe, and this is another piece of vulnerability, what this is really about, babe, is I just genuinely want to connect with you. And these are my ideas of how to do that. Right. But by no means do we have to. And then guess what? You're having a vulnerable conversation, which always fosters intimacy. Yeah. There's that word again. Yep. Okay. Number three is to practice physical intimacy outside of the bedroom. Easiest way to do this, you guys, super easy. Eye contact. Okay. Get out of your fucking phone. Put the laptop down for a second. Turn off the goddamn game, whatever it happens to be, and look at your partner in the eyeballs. Another subtext of I give a shit about you. Yep. I care about what you have to say. Okay. That's right. It's too easy today, too, just to... You know, be looking at your phone and try to have a conversation at the same time. And it's just, it loses intimacy. It's rude. Yeah. It's also rude. It's a, but it's it, so accepted these days, you know? Not in Joy Junkies. Not studios. in the Joy Junkies <laughs> studios. Not if you're a pod person. So a couple of other examples. Your partner gets home and you are involved in a project, right? Maybe you're creating something. Mm. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're doing something that is a lot of mental bandwidth, get up and go give them a hug. Welcome them home. That's sweet. Do something physical instead of just being glued like, hey, honey, Mm -hmm. you're not important enough to me right now or I'm so stuck in a rut that I'm just preoccupied with this work project or whatever it might be. Express affection. Express some sort of physical touch it doesn't have to be sex you guys this is why i'm saying outside of the bedroom ask them what they prefer in fact one of the biggest pieces that we're going to be spending an entire week on in relationship rx is our love languages and how we interpret yes love because it could be that your partner does not like physical touch it could be that they do but they've stopped because they think you don't like it but you have to converse about it in order to find out or you've written a bunch of stuff on the mirror and they're like oh my god i gotta clean that shit off the mirror again right like exactly yeah 
but you've got to talk about it in order to figure that out, Mm -hmm. which is another huge piece, obviously, why we're going to spend six weeks on this stuff and communication because so much of it are tiny little tweaks. So you'll get some, if you take the quiz that I mentioned earlier, you'll get a couple of little tactics that you can employ right away because I think that's important. Like, show me how, oh my God, don't just tell me that I'm not good at communication, (laughs) Right, right? right? Show me how. So I'm hoping that you're getting a handful of ideas here as well. Another small thing could just be putting your hand on their back while you guys are waiting in line somewhere. Something that is a physical touch, physical intimacy, but the easiest, you guys, eye contact. Just try it. Just try it. Number four, practicing vulnerability. So here's the deal with vulnerability. Wait, can we go back for a second? Yeah. There was something that we did in, in class when I was in school, and it was... It was really powerful for me. And the instructor said, you know, most of us will spend a lot of time looking in the mirror, Hmm. but we really don't take a lot of time to look at ourselves. Interesting. We look at ourselves in the mirror, but we don't look at ourselves. So sometimes it's better if you just practice on yourself. Oh, that's interesting. Go in the mirror, look yourself in the eye. How does that feel? Right? And really look instead of like, oh, look at these blemishes or look at my hairline or whatever it might be that you're right. looking at, really start looking at yourself. Who is that person? And I think that helps you get a ground that will foster other people being more attracted to where you're at yeah. and what you have to say. Absolutely. Right? So that it's might be a small. good place to start for people that might, looking somebody in the eye or even their spouse in the eye for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. Even that's a lot. Right. Um, so I think that might be a good place to begin if that's a challenge. Yeah, that's great. It's, I don't know if you know this, but in week, I think it's week four of the tribe, we do a ton of mirror work specifically mm. for this instance. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, specifically for this. And and you do it every single day. And a lot of times people can't even look at themselves and yeah. say what they need to say. You know, yeah. it's, it's really fascinating. Right. But a lot of times that's how we show up in relationship. You know, the things that we are most insecure about, we will project on the other person. And in in Relationship Rx, we're going to talk a lot about it. It's basically assumption of intention and what we assume the other person must think. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. all based off of how we think. That's right. And a lot of times how we think about ourselves. So yeah, that's great. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Perfect. Number four, again, is practicing vulnerability. The deal with vulnerability is that it is in direct equivalence to intimacy. And what I mean by that is the amount of intimacy you experience inside of your relationship is directly proportional to how vulnerable you are willing to be. Hmm. What that means is you do not get to have intimacy with your walls up. You don't get to never express how you feel about things and have an intimate relationship. It doesn't work that way. Vulnerability fosters intimacy, period. They are equivalent in intensity. Totally. Wow. So here are some very basic ways that you can start practicing vulnerability. And you can tweak this based off of how skilled you are, how uncomfortable this makes you. The first piece is gratitude. Gratitude is an emotion, right? That's Any- an old Joy Junkie favorite. That's, what, that's right. <laughs> 
people in After Hours have been increasingly saying, like, what would the Joy Junkie do? And I'm just uh. like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I want you to – it's it's so flattering. It's so flattering. But you know I don't like that whole guru story. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's, it's so sweet. <laughs> but even just, like, what would she tell me to do? What would she say? You yes. know, Yeah. So the the deal with vulnerability is it is also in direct correlation to emotions and how we feel. So it, there's a very strong chance that you, if you do not express your emotions, if you do not express how you feel, that you have a lack of intimacy in all of your relationships. Hmm. And you can probably tell the people who you do express how you feel, you have a closer bond with. Okay? Gratitude is an emotion. So if you can express to somebody, hey, that really meant a lot to me, or thank you so much for taking care of that, or I never thank you for picking up the kids, mm, yeah, thank you so much for doing that. I'm sure it gets really hard to hear all of the things that I'm upset about. Yeah, the things that didn't happen or haven't happened. Yeah. Exactly. And again, in, in RRX, we're going to talk about how – what happens psychologically when we start gathering evidence for all of that stuff and how to change it instead of being so acutely focused on what you don't want, right? Yeah. So gratitude, do a gratitude challenge. See if you can just start thanking them and do it from a place of, I expect nothing in return. I just want to change my relationship with vulnerability. I want to start doing my part in this relationship. I cannot stress enough that all of these things are not about how they respond. This is about, I'm going to do what I can in my relationship Hmm. to bring about more intimacy. All right. We cannot control them. We do not know what your partner is going to do with it. All you can do is control how you show up and how you relay this information and your responses. Right. So gratitude is the first piece. The second is saying how you feel. Now, this doesn't have to be something huge and involved. Like, hey, when you make fun of the work that I do, I feel so disrespected and I feel like you don't care or don't. If you can do that, knock yourself out. A lot of times that's an A to Z jump for people. Sure. You can even start by talking about how you feel about other scenarios. Like, gosh, babe, I, I just had a really, really hard day today. And it's, it's kind of kicking my ass. That is so different than coming home and be like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Just a small expression of how you feel, that things were challenging that day, that you're having a little bit of a hard go. Whatever it happens to be, use the verbiage that is comfortable for you right now, but start expressing where you're at. I, even the other day, I, we're really good about this now after fucking two decades of practice, but I was so irritated with how you were chewing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But instead of getting mad and then trying to make it your fault in some way, I was like, I'm super irritable. And (laughs) I feel like anything anybody does would send me over the edge. I'm just going to go in the other room until you're done with your food. This is not you. (laughs) This is not you. This is Amy owning how I feel right now. And that was me being able to have enough self-awareness about how I was feeling that I didn't want to take it out on you. So it's very small little expressions of how you feel and take baby steps. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a big, full-blown conversation. Small little increments of you expressing how you feel. 
And then the final way to practice vulnerability is through vulnerable requests. And it's not in, it's not in saying like, like I'll give you an example. Because I work from home, I do a lot of the pet care or that has been my role in the past. It's a little different now. But I will say to you, hey, since you're home today, is there any way you would be up for doing the afternoon walk for Bianca? Yeah. It would mean the world to me. So instead of coming across like, can you do the afternoon walk, please, for Bianca since you're home? Do you see the inflection? Mm -hmm. It's very different. That's our paraverbal skills, how we express our tone of voice. Instead, asking from a vulnerable place, like, it would mean the world to me if you'd be up for that. Yeah. Softer, more open, less less uh, aggressive, and it's a way to open up that opportunity for vulnerability, which yeah. leads to intimacy. Yeah, that's right. I see all a right. pattern here. So wherever you are, you might want to try all four of them. You might need to pick one and just pick a baby step under that category. But here's what you got. Create a daily ritual that fosters closeness. Continue to get to know each other in some kind of way, even if it's just adopting a perspective of curiosity. Practice physical intimacy outside of the bedroom, particularly by looking at each other. My God. (laughs) And finally, find a way to practice vulnerability, whether it's through gratitude, saying how you feel, or through a vulnerable request. If you want more on this and you want to kind of tackle some specific instances, take that quiz and see where you end up because then you can get some tailored solutions based off of where you're at personally. And again, that's at thejoyjunkie.com slash quiz. And I think that's it. Is there anything else, any little tidbits you wanted to add? Mm. In the beginning of this, I said that this could be like business relationships, but I wouldn't necessarily look your coworkers or your bosses in the eye for 30 seconds or more. You don't think so? Not with the, not, not, not in the way that we're asking. Not in creep face? Yeah. Not with creep face. Not, yeah, definitely not with creep face. But, but I, I do think a lot of it. Making is, eye contact for sure. Right. But not that intimate eye contact that we're talking about with. Not creep level five. Not creep level, yeah. But I would say that that those sorts of things are really important in communication skills. Now, I wouldn't necessarily touch your coworkers, right? Or, you know, give them a hug all the time. But I do think there are ways to show, hey, I am paying attention. I'm listening to the report that you're delivering or whatever it happens to be. So it really depends on the level of connection that you want to create. But for some of this, it might be very applicable to your best friend. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Or a sibling Mm -hmm. or a parent. All right. Okay. I think that's it. You guys know where to find us. We'll be right back in your feed this time next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.